And uh, to get some analysis on this, we now joined on the line by Tom Wheeler, um, uh, an independent commentator and former diplomat. Thanks so much for speaking to us again. It's a pleasure. Now, last week we spoke about this after Riek Machar signed and uh, Silva Kier didn't. And finally, Kier has uh, put his signature on the dotted line. But what is the implication of this peace deal as it stands now? That is a very difficult question to answer because uh, it's not clear that the heart of the uh, president of South Sudan uh, is in it. We've heard about the reservations he has about it. Uh, It's a very uh, idealistic document. It includes a Truth and Reconciliation and Healing Commission uh, and uh, the the reservations about uh, Riek Manchar being the, the deputy president again. You know, it has all kinds of uh, problems, including uh, in addition to the positives. And the, the whole country is so divided ethnically that the fighting goes on irrespective of what the leadership do with this t- terrible displacement of millions of people uh, hunger, children uh, not getting treatment, and so on. So it, it, it's one of the most difficult problems I think the international community has ever had to deal with. Mm. And, and and of course, uh, you know, um, he certainly still, you know, has some reservations about this peace deal, um, mm. uh, Silver Kier. But it is obvious that you know he had to uh, basically cave in to pressure, uh, yeah. not only of, of you know because of sanctions, but because of uh, the prevalent conditions in South Sudan. You have 2.2 million people displaced, and you know, so something needed to be done. And of course, he didn't want to be seen as the guy who was, you know, uh, holding out. So. The question then becomes, will this last, given his reservations? Again, that, that is the most difficult thing to, to uh, uh, predict precisely because there isn't any sort of unity of opinion. And uh, although the pressure from the regional leaders, the president of Uganda and Kenya and the prime minister of Ethiopia who were present at the signing, although that pressure is on and although there's the threat of UN sanctions and uh, the international focus on what's happening in uh, South Sudan. The problem is the interests of the individual leaders. Are they prepared to uh, put their reservations aside in the interests of the greater good? And there's no indication yet that that will happen. And, um, you know, uh, just looking at some of the challenges uh, that uh, they are looking at and the power sharing, as you say, very acrimonious relationship between Kia and Riek Mashar. So, you know, what are some of the other challenges that you foresee in this particular deal? Well, there's uh, another issue that's come to the fore uh, since the signing or since uh, this process started, that some of the generals who sided with Mashar who are apparently outside the country, have said that they will not recognize it. So they want to come back and, and start the war again. Uh, that, uh, I mean, that's, you know, the most uh, obvious thing. The other is the extent of the work that will have to be done to repair that country. If one hears what the humanitarian organizations say, that all their hospitals have closed, all their, uh, you know, that hundreds of thousands of people are in UN camps under armed guard. They've got to go back to their homes. This is an enormous, enormous uh, process to restore that country to any sort of normality. And one wonders whether the government, even with help from outside, has the capacity to do that.